0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Buy a Business Near Me, brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, helping business brokers sell more
1: local businesses. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Buy a Business Near Me. Stone Payton here with you this afternoon. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with First Choice Business Brokers, Mr. Ross Zeiger. How are you, sir?
0: I'm doing very well, Stone. How are you?
1: I am doing well. Really been looking forward to this conversation. I guess right out of the gate, I'd be interested to know how in the world you found yourself into into this line of work, man. How did you get on this path?
0: Yeah. So I've always loved business. I love talking about it, reading about it, coming up with business ideas, anything business, and I'm interested in it. And I spent five years on active duty as a Marine officer. Um, and then after that, I ran my own business for a while. I bought that business without a broker, which was a huge mistake. I'd caution anyone in your audience against that. (laughs) And my wife and I ran that business for about a year and then we sold it again without a broker. And it wasn't until after that whole experience that I learned that business brokers even existed. Um, Had I known that, I would have been a lot better off in the, the buying and selling process. And so I became a broker because it combines all these interests of mine. And I wanted to help others avoid the mistakes that I made as a business owner who acquired a business and then sold it.
1: Well, if if you if you won't mind and if it won't be too terribly painful, what what are some of those mistakes that maybe you made and, and that you're helping people avoid?
0: Absolutely. So, in the buying process, um, it was I didn't negotiate. <laughs> that was the first huge mistake. <laughs> I took I took the the seller, and it was a it was a small transaction. I I, it, I paid for it with cash savings. It wasn't like I took an SBA loan and you know bought. A seven-figure business or anything like that. Um, it was a small, small transaction. This business, it was a doggy daycare. They were going under because they'd opened during COVID into the lockdowns. So mm-hmm. we bought the kennels, we bought the the brand basically, and almost no customers. So it was it was like just buying the assets. And uh so yeah, that was the first thing is I I, I am kicking myself for not having negotiated the price. Um because they were desperate to sell, and I could have gotten price a lot lower or done some sort of seller financing. But without a broker, I just wasn't aware that that was even an option. So so that was the big one on the buy side. And then on the sell side, same thing. I could have I could have done a seller financing myself. I could have done like some sort of earnout. I should have run the business longer. had I had I done my advice to a business owner now would be to run it for three years have a solid track record and make the the business as autopilot as possible. You know, you want a buyer wants to buy a business, not a job. And I was very much an owner operator. So um, yeah, those are, those are the big ones. Negotiation and being a little wiser on the sell side. So have you landed
1: on a point of focus, a certain type of business that you look to buy and sell or a certain group of people that you, really target your efforts with
0: I have so first choice the the company that I am a broker for they we do all all sorts of sizes industries and anywhere in the United States we help people buy and sell businesses for me personally the niche that I've gravitated towards is the E2 visa and for people who aren't familiar with the E2 visa it's a way that foreigners can gain residency in the US um, by buying a business, and I can talk about that a little more later on if you'd like but yeah that that's that's sort of the niche that i've picked is is e two visa business buyers
1: well yeah i'd like to to learn more about what drove you what compelled you to to work in that specific arena and yeah tell educate us tell us a little bit more about how the e two visa works
0: absolutely so before I say anything, I should preface with I'm not an immigration attorney, so don't take this as legal advice. <laughs> your, best source, your best source of information is always the USCIS. That's the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services, which is an agency of the U.S. Homeland Security Department. Um, and so unless your audience has immigrated to the U.S., or you have family members who have done it, you probably aren't aware of how the process works. Uh, my wife is Korean, and so I, I went through this, this process with her, and I had no idea prior to, to how that actually worked. There's several ways to gain, gain residency, and then eventually citizenship. Marriage is obviously one. Employment, if you have a uh, employer that'll sponsor your your residency. Education, if you're going to a U.S. college, and then the one that isn't talked about as much, which is this one, is investment. And so the E two visa, it's open to citizens of most countries, countries that have a treaty with the United States. And in order to get it, you must make a substantial investment in a U.S. business. And you do so by buying at least 50% of an existing business, or it doesn't even have to be existing. You could start a a franchise or um, start, start, do a startup type of thing. But substantial is defined as usually a minimum of around $100,000. The USCIS doesn't publish an official amount, but that from the various immigration attorneys I've worked with, these, the buyers I'm currently working with on these deals, they're looking for about a minimum of $100,000. And then, There's some requirements for the business itself. It can't be a marginal business, meaning the business has to be sustainable. In other words, profitable. It has to be showing growth. You know, it can't be on a downward path, that type of thing. And then there's a lot of benefits to the E2 visa, such as the fact that it's approved quickly relative to other visas. It can be renewed indefinitely. So it's a two-year visa, but as long as you're running that business, it can be renewed. And then it allows the visa holder to bring their spouse and their dependent children into the U S so it's a, it's a really good program.
1: Well, now that you've been at this a while, what are you finding the most rewarding about the work, man? What's the most fun about it?
0: Yeah. So I love teaching. I love that I get to explain to business owners how the process works. I've been, uh, I've been actually making a, how to buy a business YouTube series that I've been working on. And so I just enjoy getting to share what I've learned, both from my own experience and then from working with other... As I'm starting to go through this process of helping buyers and sellers achieve their dreams of business ownership, um, it's it's been really rewarding to watch people step into careers that they love, into into businesses that fulfill their dreams and and lifestyles that they're looking for.
1: So how do you get the new business? How does the whole sales and marketing thing work for a guy like
0: you? Yeah, so a big one is just cold emails right now. I get a, I use different softwares to generate leads, and then I'll just cold email. It'll find people who are business owners, and I'll reach out to them. I'll inform them about what I do. And most people aren't even aware that business, business brokers exist, like myself, when I was a business owner. So nine times out of ten, they aren't anywhere close to selling. They're they're just focusing on running their business and they're in the peak of their career. But at least they get to know me and they keep my name in mind. And then the last question is like, what what would what looks good? What should I start doing now so that when the time comes, I'll be ready to to sell my business? Um, so yeah, to answer your question, cold emails. And then on top of that, the other agents in my office um, they're so swamped with with work that. A lot of times they'll pass leads off to me.
1: Well, and I would think being part of a system like First Choice Business Brokers, you've probably had some pretty strong guidance, mentorship in, in helping you get this thing up and running and, and navigating this world, haven't you?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm, I'm based out of Austin, Texas, uh, but the office I'm associated with is in Houston, Texas and my broker is Lenwood Mills and he's been a great mentor. He's he's been doing it for a few years and he always takes my calls, my emails and just very patient like here's what you should do in this situation. Um here's how you can help this this client that type of thing. So absolutely they've been they've been really good about that and they have a strong training program when we're first coming on into the First Choice system.
1: So you touched on it briefly earlier in the conversation, but I'd like to dive into this a little bit because I'm learning, uh, hosting this series, I'm, I'm discovering that there are a lot of different ways to to structure a deal. It's not always just, you know, sit at the table, I write you a check, you hand me the keys. There really are quite a number of, of options in how to put the put the deal together, aren't there?
0: Absolutely. There's a There's a saying in the business broker world that like you either get your price or you get your terms you pick. So what that means is either you pay the asking price. Like let's say a business is $200,000. If you pay the price, you get your terms. So maybe you do some seller financing. You say, I'll give you 10% down and then I want 90% financed by the seller. Um, Or I'll offer you $150,000 and I'll, I'll, Come up with the cash, or I'll get an SBA loan, that type of thing. So, so absolutely, you can either get your price or your terms. So, talk to me about timeline. If
1: if I'm getting ready to sell the business, I mean, how far out do I need to start talking to you and 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 kind of thinking through getting my ducks in a row and getting everything prepared in order to get you know a good price for it and, and get some genuine interest built up.
0: Yeah. So. First thing is to know that it takes a long time. Um if you if you want to sell, expect or know going in that the average time from getting the listing out on the marketplace to closing it is about eight and a half months. So that's the average. Sometimes mm-hmm. this can go into two years, maybe even three years, um on the on the slow side. So take take the time to know that that you're you're going to be running this business for a while and you don't want to drop the ball. You know, don't let revenue drop off. Don't, uh, let, let your infrastructure decay, uh, keep everything up to date, keep your employees trained, that type of thing. And ideally you have three years of runway. So you want three years of really solid P and L's to show. And the, the business ideally is firing on all cylinders and showing strong growth heading into the sale.
1: And then on the buying side, uh, I don't know, maybe some pro tips, some things that we should be reading, thinking about, doing, not doing. If we're out there looking to possibly buy a business, maybe you can shrink the timeline and, and remove some of the friction for us by giving us some some guidance on that front too.
0: Yeah, so I'll answer that with some some good ways to educate yourself as a buyer. Huh? Um, I've heard I've heard some of your previous guests talk about different books or different resources that, that are helpful in informing yourself, educating yourself about the buy process. And I'll give, you a, I'll give you a YouTube channel that I really like and some Twitter recommendations. So one YouTube channel that I really like is Cody Sanchez. Um, she's a, a woman who runs, she's bought and runs something like 70 businesses and she specializes in boring businesses like laundromats and pack and ship stores and pool cleaning routes. And she's got some really high quality and, and excellent material. Um, so I recommend her her YouTube channel and all of her social media content. And she so gives you high actionable and, and educational material about being an informed buyer. As for Twitter, if you go to my my own account, at Ross underscore Zeiger, my last tweet was a link to a curated list that I've created of people who tweet about small business and business acquisition. And there's everything from lawyers to SBA lenders to operators to just all people involved in the small business realm. So highly recommend those sources for educating yourself as a buyer.
1: Well, you bring up a very interesting topic. You use the term boring businesses, uh, but I think it's worth diving into a little bit because, uh, you know, just because I like pizza (laughs) doesn't mean I should get in the pizza business right
0: right yeah so especially in the last couple years everything's about tech everyone wants a e-commerce store amazon fba store um something SaaS company that's a software as a service company these um companies that are high growth but risky they have a high rate of failure and they're they're difficult to pull off. They require a lot of technical skill or a lot of, um, in a lot of the cases with these tech companies, they're doing something that hasn't been done before. It's a new new type of product. But when you get these boring businesses, things like laundromats, like I mentioned, they've been around for decades. And it's, they're things that will always be needed. People are always going to wear clothes and they're always going to need to wash their clothes. And people, uh, they might get an apartment that doesn't have a washer and dryer. So there's always going to be demand there. And they're they're companies that aren't as glamorous as the tech companies, but they're they're good companies. They're steady cash flow. And in the case of something like a laundromat or a car wash or uh trying to think of an example like a vending machine route. These are all companies that don't require a lot of labor. You could run it in the case of a car wash it could be completely automated. So we call those boring businesses, but they can be really good businesses to run.
1: Well, I got to tell you, it strikes me that once you buy one of these boring businesses and learn how to work with someone like you, Ross, there's no reason in the world why you can't rinse and repeat and replicate that that process and continue to 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 grow that empire, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of, A lot of these you can open a franchise, an existing franchise, like there's uh, in the in the car wash space, there's I think it's called Mr. Mr. Wash, Mr. Car Wash, something like that. There's a big one and you can buy a franchise, open it up like a McDonald's or you can buy these mom and pop 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 ones, start your own franchise and expand your start your, your car wash empire like that. So absolutely a lot of room for scaling it. No, it's an excellent
1: point, and I'm really glad we had a chance to visit about this because you've uh, not only is this valuable for our listeners, but for me personally. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a partner in this media company, and now as I go out and and look for other opportunities, I ought to really give a fair shake to uh, these. And I'm using air quotes, boring businesses. But I mean, it's yeah. it's it's math, and if it, if the math makes sense, and then and then learn how to do it, and then. And, and then replicate. All right, let's make sure that our listeners have an easy way to connect with you. I want to make sure that they can get to that YouTube channel that you mentioned, the, the Twitter account, and I want them to be able to pick up the phone and, and have a conversation with you, man. So, whatever you feel like is appropriate, but let's leave them with some coordinates.
0: Absolutely. So, I'll start off with the Twitter at Ross, R O S S underscore Ziger, Zeiger, Z E I G E R. And then my email is ross. at FCbb.com that's the abbreviations of first choice business brokers.com. and then website there the brokerage website is houstontxbusinessesforsale.com. businesses I won't spell that all out but hopefully we can get in the show notes and yeah I think that's a, a good starting point for getting a hold of me
1: well, Ross, thanks for investing the time and energy to visit with us this afternoon to to share your insight and perspective. This has been uh, this has been helpful to me personally and I know it has to our listeners as well. And man, you're out there doing such important work. This kind of work is it's just so fundamental in, in my opinion to what makes entrepreneurship such a, a marvelous opportunity. And we sure appreciate you, man.
0: Absolutely. I appreciate you, Stone, and uh, thank you for the chance to come on and talk about what I do.
1: My pleasure. All right, until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today, Ross Seiger with First Choice Business Brokers, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you again on Buy a Business Near Me.